Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Um, clearly I'm a little sick because my voice does not sound normal. I have not heard my normal voice in over a week and it feels like I've been sick for a month but I've really been sick for like a week but it feels like forever. Looking forward to feeling better but I just wanted to record this intro and just say a few things that I didn't say in the actual episode. But in the actual episode, I recorded that like a month ago and I'm not sick, so you will get my normal healthy voice in the bulk of this episode. But in this intro, I just wanted to say a few things about 75 Hard, this episode coming to you very timely because it is the new year and you're getting lots of marketing thrown at you about diets and exercise programs and there's a lot of people that I know right now that are doing 75 Hard, which is a very extreme workout and food program. And I was thinking the other day, I thought, hmm, like extreme exercise temporarily isn't wrong. Like you can do it in a healthy way. Like for example, when I trained for a half marathon in the summer, that was considered like extreme training, but it was temporary. And I wasn't doing like an hour and a half runs every day. Like it was so varied. Sometimes it would be a 30 minute run on my training plan. Sometimes it would be a two hour run, but it wasn't every day. And it was like a training program that went for like um, three months. It was very temporary. But when I look at 75 hard, they're exercising the same amount of time every day. And it's quite a bit every day. Whereas in my program for half marathon training, and any training program, say for running, if you look it up, like they're not running the same mileage every day. It's it's very different. And and you need that variety when you're training because you're building up your strength, but then you're also tapering down for race day so that you're not tired for race day. And anyways, I just, I don't know, like, I, and also my voice, I'm sick, right? So if I was doing 75 hard and say I'm on like day 41 and I get sick and I have the flu and I'm out. Like, I think according to this program, you've quote unquote failed because you didn't do 75 straight days of the extreme workouts in the eating plan. But when I'm sick, I'm not eating normally. Like the only thing that sounds good to me is like crackers and apple juice. I love apple juice when I'm sick and water sounds disgusting. And there have been days when I've been sick recently that I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't even go for a walk. So there's just not a lot of grace in 75 hard. There's a lot of perfection and extremes. So I'm going to share more of my thoughts on that in this episode. And also what I'm doing instead of 75 hard, and it's very different, it's something called Doddle 15. So check out this episode. And I would love you guys if you shared this podcast with a friend, send them the link to your favorite episode. We are getting so close to 10,000 downloads, which is so cool. And so I would love if you could help me get to 10,000 downloads by spreading the word about this podcast. My heart and desire for this podcast, I don't monetize through this podcast. I honestly just want to help people. I want people to enjoy the freedom that I'm experiencing and enjoying around food and exercise and body image. I want that for you guys too. So spread the word so more people can be helped. And I just I just really want to help people through this podcast. So if you think someone would be helped through hearing your favorite episode, send them the link. I know my life has been changed by podcast episodes that I have come across. So you really can bless and change a life by sending them a podcast episode. All right, let's dive into this episode. And I am excited to share with you my thoughts on 75 Heart and Doddle 15. 
Hey, I'm Nyla, and you're listening to the Intuitive Eating with Jesus podcast. Get ready for faith-based conversations about food, fitness, and body image. I love fitness, and regularly you'll find me and my cat on my yoga mat sweating for a strong body to use to bless others with and glorify God with. Though I'm no longer an intuitive eating and body image coach, I am still an intuitive eater myself and will forever be grateful for God leading me to intuitive eating as I healed from a decade-long fight with an eating disorder. Friends, I encourage you as you listen to each episode to ask God to teach you something. You didn't just randomly stumble upon this podcast. No, God guided you here providentially, and He has something to encourage you with today. All right, let's dive into today's episode and see what God has for you to learn. Have you heard of 75 Hard? For a long time, I thought it was a Beachbody program, but I actually think it's a book or a program based off of a book. There are just a ton of Beachbody coaches I follow online. Well, just like a few of them actually, but um, there's some that I follow online who have participated in this mental toughness challenge is what they call it. So I thought it was a Beachbody affiliated thing, but I actually think it's a book that just people who do Beachbody just happen to be doing, if that makes sense. Long story short, 75 Hard is a challenge where people do some very restrictive things for 75 days straight. They do far more workouts than necessary and are very picky about what they eat. Any quote unquote slip up and you have failed the, the challenge. I know one person who forgot to take a progress photo and she was on like day 67, so almost done. And then she posted about failing 75 hard or hard 75, whatever it's called. I think it's called hard 75, 75 hard. I don't actually remember. <laughs> no, I can't remember. But um, she posted that she had failed and she was just so close to day 75, but because she wasn't perfect and forgot to take a picture one day, she failed. And she was so disappointed. And I just thought, oh my goodness, this this challenge is just has so many harmful practices in it and mindsets and also just so rooted in perfection. So, so bad. This program is not one I recommend and it's not one I know all the ins and outs of. I'm not claiming to know everything about it. I just previously forgot the name of it. And so I just, I just want to share that. But what I have heard and read of this program, it reminds me of my own past disordered relationship with food and exercise. So something I would want to stay very far away from because those mindsets and habits I once did when I was just in such a disordered place with food or exercise, so I would never want to dabble back in that because of what it might do to me. So what if we try something countercultural, friends? Instead of doing 75 hard, Let's go slow when the world says go hard. Let's go simple when the world says go big or go home. Let's go grace-based with our goals when the world says you got to be perfect or you failed. So hurry sickness, that is something that one pastor I was listening to did a sermon on and he said that hurry, rushing, it's actually a sickness and it is just causing a lot of stress in people and um stress causes sickness. So hurry is a sickness. (laughs) And I want to share my story today of, of hustle and hurry and rushing and the things I've learned to heal from that. I'm still on the process, the journey, and I've made lots of progress with God, but I still have a ways to go. But I want to share my story thus far. So someone out there who maybe is going through something similar, like 
hating how they rush through things, hating how joy is being stolen from a task they might normally enjoy because they're going at such a such a fast pace. Like I want to share my story so that they can find hope and advice and try to put into practice what has helped for me. Because the world tells us we got to be girl bosses, we got to um, hustle, 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 and just go hard after our goals. And there's a place though for rest and also working from a place of rest like instead of asking yourself did I work hard enough to deserve rest ask yourself did I rest enough to now work well and just rest really makes you be able to work better work and rest are not at odds they are actually great teammates they complement each other and I think just sometimes work and hustle gets put on a pedestal and productivity and being busy but really we need that rest and that slowing down too and that's what I have been on a journey of learning to slow down in a world that says be perfect have these extreme goals and just do hard things all the time and hustle 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 hurry 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 so you can get more done and like no rest for the for the weary and I'll sleep when I'm dead and all these really harmful mindsets so I'm going to share my story today and I hope that it is helpful to someone out there And it is a process to heal from hurry. But if I don't give up, I'll get there. In Galatians, it says, don't become weary in doing good. For at a proper time, if you don't give up, you will reap a harvest of blessing. And that is what I am clinging to. I am just going to keep practicing, not rushing, and um, just having so much grace for myself when I notice that I'm rushing. And just, I will get rid of this hurry habit and I'll get there as long as I don't give up. I keep building up proof for myself and um, I'll say, hey, Nyla, you are capable of not rushing. Each time I do an activity and I noticed I didn't rush, like this morning, my morning routine, I didn't rush through it and I told myself, hey, you didn't rush. That shows that you're capable of doing your morning routine without rushing, Nyla. That is awesome. I just keep building up proof for myself that I'm capable of doing different activities by not rushing and it is just so encouraging. It proves to myself it's possible for me to do XYZ activity in peace, like invoicing clients slowly and calmly, like cooking dinner, making a snack, like getting ready in the morning, like driving home slowly. All these things I've done in a calm state and it's just showed me, hey, you can do those things without rushing through them and they're actually a lot more enjoyable when you are mindful in the moment and are just taking your time. Working at a steady pace but not working in a frantic, stressful pace. If I did it once, I can do it again. I can do it again in a calm state. I proved it to myself the first time that it's possible for me and that's just so empowering and encouraging to think about later. Like, hey, I did this before so I can I can do this again in a calm state. And I just think of this verse in the Bible, it's either in Proverbs or Psalm, where it talks about one handful with peace is better than two handfuls with stress. And it just reminds me like it's better to do less in a calm state than get a lot crossed off my list in a stressful state. And honestly, there have been days where I did the exact same amount of work, but one time I rushed and one time I was peaceful. And so when you're going slow, you're not making as many mistakes. Like how many times have you been rushing at the computer and then you click the wrong button or type the wrong thing and then you have to go back and redo it because you were rushing like going slow actually prevents making more mistakes and having to go back and repeat things so it actually saves you time think of that working in a calm steady pace actually saves you time it doesn't take more time it it saves you time and if I've 
made my list too big, I do pray like, Lord, show me what on this to-do list to roll on to the next day or the next week. Like invite him into your schedule and calendar. Say, have your eyes on my calendar, Lord. Like show me where I have put too much on here and he would love to help you with that. Kim Holderness of the Holderness Family Podcast, she had an episode where she talked about her version of 75 hard and she was calling it slow 60. She was choosing to use the last two months of the year to do slow rooted things like meditating in the morning, not going on her phone while brushing her teeth or avoiding her phone while she was standing in the grocery store lineup. And after hearing that episode, I wanted to do my own version, but I called it Doddle 15. I started off with a goal to try and eliminate rushing through life for 15 days, but then I just kept going since I needed to keep practicing this life skill. It's been helpful to have so much grace for my imperfections in this process of trying to do life at my slower, desired speed. Rome wasn't built in a day and neither are bad, decade-long habits broken quickly. It takes time to undo harmful mindsets. Just like when we're ditching diet culture, food thoughts, or food rules, and embracing intuitive eating, it takes a journey. Like those thoughts didn't just come all of a sudden one night about food and exercise and body image. So because those thoughts came over time, it's going to take some time to untangle them. And when I notice that I'm rushing, I just tell myself, oh, it's a habit, Nyla. It's just a habit. We'll break this habit, but just have grace for yourself. Like you'll get there. You're not there yet. And that's okay. I can get so caught up in productivity and valuing crossing things off my to-do list more than people and being present in the gift of the moment. And when I realized this, I knew like something has to change with my pace of life. So I've been trying to do my own mental toughness challenge, but it's not rooted in exercise extremes or food restriction like 75 hard, but it's rooted in these slow practices. And unlike 75 hard, when I mess up, I have grace for myself and then I just keep going. It's not a fail, it's just me being human if I catch myself hurrying. There's always tomorrow to try again, to keep practicing a calm pace of life. And what we keep practicing, we truly do get better at. It becomes our norm, our new habits. And slowing down is something some of us need to keep intentionally practicing because we're just on the go. That's just our nature is to get a lot of stuff done. And ambition is great. It's a gift from the Lord to have a lot of motivation and to be a go-getter, a goal crusher, but it's a problem when we're hurrying through life and missing out on all these blessings that he's given us and when our pace is stressing us out and it's probably stressing the people that we do life with as well, our pace. This isn't my first attempt to try to reduce rushing. I've read the John Mark Comer book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. I've read To Hell with the Hustle, the book by that guy that I can't pronounce his last name, (laughs) something with a B, Jonathan Blackley? That might be wrong. (laughs) I've listened to their joint podcast series on the topic of rushing as well, and it had a lot of good things to say, the books and the podcast, but it just never really stuck, not really long term or didn't help like a lot. But this attempt is different. At the end of 2023, in the last few months here, just God has showed me that grace, it makes all the difference. I'm not just quitting when I'm not perfect, but I'm acknowledging bad habits take some time to break. There's just so much grace for myself this this time around. And just having this journey mindset has been key in continuing the journey. And consistency is key when trying to form new habits, such as living life 
at a slower pace or learning intuitive eating or trying to have kinder thoughts to your body, just any kind of habit that you want to have, it takes time to make it a new habit and to let go of the habit that wasn't serving you. To replace a habit, it takes time. I know I can break this habit of rushing because God has helped me be okay with 20-minute workouts when that once felt impossible to change. I thought workouts had to be an hour. Had I had all these expectations of what a workout had to be and now I can do a 20-minute workout and feel fine. That once felt so impossible to change that mindset, but God has helped change that. And I was just reading in the book of Samuel where God did something really cool. He helped Samuel and his people um, defeat the Philistines. And so then Samuel put put up an Ebenezer, a rock, to remind himself that and the people of Israel that thus far the Lord has been faithful. So look back, how has God been faithful to help you in the past? Change an unwanted habit or an unwanted mindset and then use that encouragement to look forward and say, he's a consistent God, he's a faithful God. The same God who helped me before, he's gonna help me now with this thing that feels hard because the other things felt so hard to change but he helped me change those. This is no different. He can help me with this big thing too. God has just, yeah, when I look back, I see that he's helped me be okay with eating white bread and taking rest days from exercise and eating full fat cheese and and chocolate regularly. All these things that once seemed so scary and like I would never get there on my intuitive eating journey. Now I'm there. And so this pace of life, like this ditching, rushing and hurry habit, I will get there too. Just like he got me to the place with food and body image and exercise, he will get me to slow down in life because he's that powerful. So are you trying to change in some way too? Be inspired that the same God who helped you change in other hard ways will help you again. If you and God can get you to transform in one area, you guys can do it again in new ways. So some dawdle 15 things I've been trying to do are when I notice myself rushing during the day, I say, slow your body to slow your mind. If I'm rushing and then I realize it, the act of slowing down my typing or texting speed, it helps to calm my frantic mind. If I'm running down the stairs, slowing to a walk to go change the laundry loads, it it just calms my mindset too. Our body and our mind, they're connected, so if you slow your body, your mind is going to calm down too. I've been also trying to avoid multitasking which is so hard to do, but afterwards when I don't multitask, my mind feels way better. It's less panicked, it's less overstimulated feeling from being pulled in so many directions all at once. So I do still multitask still in some ways, like when I'm trying to be distracted by a boring task, like doing the dishes, I will listen to a podcast to pass the time when I'm doing the dishes. For me personally, I can only feel good when I multitask during a sort of like mindless task, like doing dishes, folding laundry, etc. I've also been trying to finish one task before starting another. So if I'm gonna go brush my teeth, but I see something needs picked up on the floor, I'll go finish my first plan, then come back to the thing that I noticed. I also find that having a snack before cooking is really helpful. This makes cooking less of a high-paced event, which can happen when you're hangry and need supper stat. I say the phrase to myself very often, slow is steady and steady is fast. I've built up proof for myself that I can still get a ton done when I'm not rushing and less mistakes happen that require redoing something when you work at a steady pace rather than a quick pace. I've also practiced a daily mindful moment. This is letting myself be a human being. 
Last night I did this by after I watched the TV show, I just sat my laptop aside and I just enjoyed our Christmas tree decorations, savored the warm sleepy cat on my lap. I took in my surroundings and let myself really see them, soak them in via my different senses. When I do this practice of mindfulness, it always ends up in my gratitude journal the next day because it's so enjoyable to just be still and enjoy a beautiful moment. I also edit a rushed moment. So if I catch myself rushing, I redo it most of the time, not always, but most of the time. So example, if I quickly dry my hands in the bathroom, trying to dash off to the next thing. So if I notice my hands are still wet, I go back and I slowly dry my hands or I slow my writing if I'm scribbling so fast something on a paper. I'll just either slow it down when I notice that it's happening or I will redo the, the activity. I also use body language to my advantage. I've noticed that my feet are often positioned to the side as if ready to bolt already in the next moment onto the next task. So when I notice this, I straighten them to face forward, whether this is at my desk, talking to someone, or when I'm refilling my water glass at the water cooler in the kitchen, or even when I'm just sitting at the table. If my feet are to the side, I put them facing forward to help my body just know like, no, you're in this moment right now. Don't think about the future moment, be in the present one. And I just position my body to be present in this present moment. Our body and mind, again, are just so connected, so placing my body into the present moment helps signal to my mind to be present instead of being already onto the next event in the future and not enjoying this current moment. Some of us are natural future-focused people. Hello, Enneagram 3 over here. But that doesn't mean we can't train ourselves to be engaged in the past or present moments and see the good the Lord is doing in the here and now. And for me, the way that I can practice that is by that mindfulness, like I talked about before, by looking at what can I see in this moment through one of my senses. Like when I'm driving, if I'm feeling distracted about the future, I'll, I'll just put my hands around the steering wheel and say, oh, I can feel in this moment this kind of rough texture on the steering wheel or um, just whatever. Oh, I'm, I'm outside on a walk and I don't want to be thinking about work. I want to break from work. What can I smell out here? Oh, the fresh rain. Just noticing something through your senses in this current moment and also just ask the lord what is the good that you're doing in the present what did you do in the past that is so beautiful if you're having a struggle to not be in the future and thinking about all you have to do but you want to be engaged in what you're doing in the moment just ask him to help you be mindful of the moment and also to reveal to you the good that he's doing in the here and now that can help you so much i also have been practicing the art of dawdling so as I do chores around the house, I literally slow my walking from room to room. When driving, I stop at the yellow instead of booking it through. And by doing all this, I'm actually avoiding danger. I used to walk upstairs to my home office and also at the same time be on the stairs, like as I'm walking up the stairs, holding my laptop open and checking emails. That's so dangerous. One of my podcast editing clients, she once almost fell off a plane when rushing. She was in such a hurry to exit a plane, she didn't even notice or realize that the plane's stairs weren't hooked up yet. Thank goodness the flight attendant stopped her in time. Rushing can be dangerous. So I just encourage you guys, be rooted in the present. That has been so helpful to me. I talked about this before a little bit, but like, can I smell something good or bad right now? Can I feel a texture on on something that I'm wearing right now? Can I see a pretty color in the sky as I walk? Just 
noticing through your senses the current moment that you're in, it brings you right back to the present and away from thinking about the next task, which is causing you probably to be rushing. So something my husband has taught me is that you can work at a fast pace without being stressed. Sometimes life requires us to work at a faster pace. Maybe you're late for an important appointment. Sometimes you do need to work at a faster pace, but that doesn't mean you have to be fast and frantic. I was listening to Sadie Robertson's podcast and she had this really cool moment she shared about where she was skiing and going really fast down a hill and she heard the Lord say, see, you can go fast and be at peace. Because in that moment, she was skiing so fast down the the ski hill, but she was so peaceful outdoors and just enjoying it. And I love that. Like it shows that you can work fast when necessary, but without the frantic, rushed, overwhelmed feeling. And God can help you just when you have to work faster to do it in a peaceful way. I pray this episode gives you some ideas of how to invite slowness into your life. And remember, just because Instagram is full of people doing 75 hard, it doesn't mean you have to do that either. And so just ask the Lord, God, where should I slow down this year? And what things that Nyla talked about should I try to implement? You don't have to implement them all, just whatever stuck out to you, try it. And I really would love to hear if this episode blessed you. Send me an email, send it to a friend if you think it would bless them. And um, yeah, we were meant to be present people. It's okay to plan for the future, but you don't want to live in the future. And I feel like that's what I was doing. And it was just making me not enjoy the present. And I'm starting to get so much more joy back into my life by learning how to be present in the beautiful moments that I have right now in the here and now, rather than thinking about what I have to do next. And so I just hope that this episode brings you back some more joy in your life too, as you rebel against hurry and hustle culture and Um, The Lord just wants us to enjoy this gift of life and a way that we can enjoy it is by slowing down and being present in the here and now. All right, I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for hanging out with me, guys. Being a podcast producer means I can do podcast editing for you. I can do podcast upkeep, so help you manage and continue putting out episodes every week or every month or every second week, whatever is your decision for the frequency of your podcast. And I can also help you start up your podcast if you don't have a podcast already. But God has put in this idea on your heart for a podcast and you just don't know how to do that. How do I even get my podcast on Apple? What in the world is an RSS feed? How do I even record on my computer? It's just, there's so many moving pieces, but take a deep breath because I understand the moving pieces. So if you want to know anything about my podcasting services, how I can be your podcast producer and make the transition into the podcasting world easier for you if you're not there yet or make it more joyful make the joy return if you already are wearing your podcaster hat and it's just feeling stressful let me be on your team let me be your podcast producer and help just bring back the joy because joy should be a part of your podcasting journey if you are interested you can go to my website nylaweeb.ca and weeb is spelled w-i-e-b-e i always tell people it's like dweeb but without the d <laughs> And that's all linked in the show notes. So you can find my website there and it has lots of client testimonies and just explains how it works to work with me. And I am so excited to hear about your podcast that you currently have or the podcast that you are just dreaming and praying over already. I love getting to help Christian women get out their powerful 
faith-based messages to the world, it's just really cool to be a part behind the scenes of getting these God-centered, God-glorifying messages out to the world. It's such a blessing for me too. So can't wait to chat with you about all things podcasting.